Talking Sandful with Bevo and Smith. Yes, time to talk Sandful Statewide Super League again. The show where we focus on all things Sandful and bring you the latest news and biggest guests every week. And normally it'd be Bevo who'd be bringing us in, but for some reason he's not in the studio. He's on the phone. What's your excuse, Bevo? This better be good. <laughs> well, I thought I'd better give you a chance for hosting this. Thing is, you know, I've been doing doing it the last couple of weeks, and uh, you do a wonderful job. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. We have another massive podcast coming up, which will include later an interview with a current player who himself may have a career post football as an interviewer. We'll delve into that and a few other things when we catch up with him later. But he is a current superstar of the game, Bevo. That's right, yeah, looking forward to speaking to one of the best defenders going around, Max Proud, and uh, and also very soon talking to an expert as well in terms of sample, that's uh, Zach Milbank. Uh, his his knowledge of the sample is quite unbelievable, Murph. You think we're good, but just like you speak to Zach, wow. I don't know if anyone would agree that we're good, but we'll go with that anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get to the men's, let's talk about the ladies. It is finals time, of course, in the statewide Super Women's League, and the Roosters continue their winning ways, Bevo. Yeah, that's right. The Roosters are now through to this year's uh, statewide Super Women's League Grand Final. Uh, they defeated South Adelaide in a pretty low-scoring affair in the end. Murph, it was three goals seven twenty-five to two goals five seventeen. So South Adelaide will take on Westies uh, this week uh, to battle. Of course, uh, whoever wins that one will take on the Roosters in a couple of weeks' time. After Westies knocked off Norwood nine goals four fifty-eight to Norwood two goals three fifteen. So it should be a cracking game this week, Murph. Yes, North seem unbeatable, but uh, funny things happen in finals, as you know, Bevo. All right, let's talk about the men's, and two teams continue to dominate at the top of the ladder, the Eagles and North Adelaide at the moment, both on 12 points with six wins and one loss. Then equal third, South Adelaide, Nord, and Glenelg in that order, all on four wins. Sturt are in sixth place with four points. Westies in seventh place with three points, and the Doggies, sadly, still only on one point. To tell us more, this man definitely is an expert when it comes to the Sam from the sample, the media man is Zach Milbank. Hello to you, Zach. G'day, Steve. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Thanks for doing this. Let's get your thoughts on the games from last weekend. First of all, the Eagles win over the Bloods and probably no surprise there, Zach. No, no surprises. Um, yeah, probably uh, could have been by a heck of a lot more when obviously you look at things like scoring shots and the like uh, for the Bloods. But um yeah, that, I mean, for the Eagles, but um, the Eagles just keep rolling on under JG, don't they? They've been super impressive. They're the competition pace setter, and, uh, yeah, they're very hard to beat because they've got such an even spread of contributors. I mean, you look in this game alone, uh, Jack Hayes, you could make a case for him being arguably the best player in the competition right here, right now, um, the way he, uh, he plays is that second or almost an extra midfielder when he does go into the ruck but uh, he obviously takes plenty of marks as well and there was no exception on the weekend when he uh, took another eight and um, yeah he's uh, just been simply outstanding and then you've got the likes of Jimmy Tumpus who's virtually been a a new recruit and we all know he had some injury problems last year and uh, 23 disposals for him on the weekend he keeps rolling along nicely and the frightening thing is boys uh, not sure if you've considered, but they've been playing without Jordan Foote, the captain, Luke Thompson, Matty Goldsworthy, and even uh, on the weekend, Jesse Lonigan. And all of those blokes could come back uh, in round eight. So it's a, a frightening thing for the competition. That is a scary thought, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, obviously, they've won those five in a row that we've mentioned at the start, and uh, they're, they're certainly going to only get better with those other guys into the side. And obviously, um, Jared Petrenko as well uh, is another one. I think he said he's not playing this season, but imagine having him as well. That'd be absolutely flying even more. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely up and about the Eagles. Um, I just wanted to mention, you mentioned uh, Jack Hayes. Nick Hayes had a pretty handy game as well, Zach, with 12 marks. But how's this? He didn't kick a goal. He kicked six points. <laughs> so well, a bit of a mistake to him. <laughs> well, he actually did kick a goal, didn't he, Bevan? But he just got there the long way around, didn't he? <laughs> well said, exactly. <laughs> and obviously the next game was Central's taking on the Bays and the Bays last year's Premiers are starting to play some pretty good footy. They've now won two in a row with their win on the weekend against the Dogs by 33 points. Uh, pretty pretty obviously uh, predicted in the end, Zach. Um, could the Bays win by more or is it uh, pretty much a standard victory by them? Uh, yeah, well, it appeared that they were on track to win by more. I think they led by about as many as 49 points uh, early in the fourth when Liam McBean kicked a goal at about the seven-minute mark. And then Central District then kicked uh, five of the next six goals So uh, and really chopped into that margin. And then also Justin Hoskin kicked another after the final siren as well. So a um, bit of respect into the scoreboard for the doggies. So, um, but yeah, they did fight it out to their credit. And we have seen in patches this year that they can score quickly. So there is definitely something there for coach Jeff Andrews to work with. I mean, the game that sticks in my mind uh, was when they headed out to the parade and they actually kicked about eight or nine in a row against Nord and almost pinched that game from them from nowhere. But um so they can do it. It's just the problem is when they have their lapses, they're just as devastatingly bad against them. And that's what's costing them at the moment. So uh, they're going to, I mean, yeah, they're, they're warming up. I still don't think they're playing anywhere near their best footy or 2019 footy, Bevan. But um, I think they're getting there slowly. Uh, I think the one thing that they are probably missing is that third tall option in attack. Um, to take the pressure off Liam McBean and Luke Reynolds. Obviously, we saw that previously that role sort of been played by a, a Josh Scott in particular in the final series last year. And then prior to that, when he was out with injury, Lockie Hosey as well before he left in the mid-season draft. And I think uh, they would love a, a Josh Scott or a Lockie Hosey back up there just to take the pressure off those two guys in Reynolds and McBean a little bit. And we'll get uh, Max Proud's thoughts on how the uh, the Bays are going. We'll speak to him later on. Uh, I was at Prospect Oval for the game on Saturday between North and Sturt. I'll tell you what, uh, you talk about kicking straight. Had North kicked yeah. straighter, uh, they probably would have won by more. Sturt had a bit of a spurt during the last quarter for five, ten minutes where they looked pretty good. But otherwise, North very dominant, although it took, what, I think it was 18 minutes until the second quarter before the first goal was kicked for the game. Yeah, stunning scoreline, wasn't it? Yeah. One goal nine to one goal three at half time. You don't often see that. And wasn't as if um, it was overly dead no, out there. It wasn't. Prospect, no. or, the, or as can sometimes be the case, the centre square be an absolute slop heap. But uh, there wasn't that to blame either. It was just, um, yeah, a, a real arm wrestle, as you say, Steve. And uh, yeah, in the end, North Adelaide were far too strong. Um, they're probably a bit stronger side on paper in terms of personnel. Let's face it, they've much like the Eagles and while they are a front-running team, they've got uh, so many great options to, to choose from. You've got uh, the goal sneaks up there like Frankie Zeckley, Robbie Young, Kimmy LaBoyce um, create plenty of damage. Um, Harrison Wig is slotted back in beautifully across half-back with that lovely ball use of his. And then Andrew Moore has just been a, a stunning recruit. I mean, we all stunning in terms of... Uh, 
uh, his consistent performance, I guess, um, he hasn't stunned in terms of what he's produced because we know he's a quality player. And, yeah, he's, he's actually leading the Shearman medal at the halfway point of the season, which is the award uh, judged by their sample coaches. So he's got the respect of his opposition mentors as well, Andrew Moore, and he keeps rolling along nicely. And, yeah, no wonder they uh, slotted him straight in to be uh, joint vice-captain. And third, obviously, um, been a bit disappointing this year, but I guess one of the highlights has been Sam Colhoun. His last couple of years have been sensational. And again, he was one of the stars of Sturt with seven tackles, 10 marks and, and 28 touches. And, and Battersby uh, pretty good again with 32 possessions, Zach. Yeah, I, I really admire James Battersby, the way he's taken on the captaincy at Sturt, filled uh, the breach of Zane Kirkwood beautifully and taken a lot of responsibility on board. Um, and let's face it, he's had to carry that side for the entire first seven weeks because Sammy Cahoon, as you touched on, he has been good the last couple, but he missed about the first three weeks with a hamstring strain. So um, Jimmy Battersby's done a lot of the heavy lifting early days and continues to do so, and he's a real clearance king, as we know. Um, the thing I've really liked is uh, Nathan Grimer moving Abe Davis into the centre square. That's made a big difference uh, in Sturt's favour initially using him as a, almost a standalone key forward, which perhaps didn't quite work as well as they would have liked. And, and now they've slotted Dan Faye Sparks down into attack, and um, that's really working well, where he kicked an absolute cracking checkside goal from the boundary, which uh, was one of the Channel 7 Goal of the Week nominations this week at, uh, for the sample. And, uh, yeah, he's taken some really nice contested marks, Faye Sparks. So he's certainly one to watch and uh, one for the club to build around. Final game was the match of the rounds, it turned out. Nor got home just over the Panthers on Sunday at home, Zach. Oh, was it ever. This was a really entertaining game. I really enjoyed watching it on the Sandful Digital Pass as it unfolded on Sunday. And, yeah, it was a, a seesawing battle as I wrote in my match report uh, because it literally was. It was back and forth all day. Uh, you could never really tell who was going to win it. And even right to the last minute, that was the case. Uh, South Adelaide had their chances. Three missed um, shots on goal in that uh, deep into time on. And then, obviously, Sammy Boulderstone um, put Nord in front uh, with his uh, great effort in the ruck. That was another Channel 7 goal of the week contender as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, Nord did enough just to cling on. But uh, certainly not convincing, that's for sure. And I think South Adelaide can walk away from that game with Plenty of positives. Um, the, the young locals uh, just continue to impress me. Uh, Liam Fitt kicking three, Eamon Wilkinson two, um, and then Bo McCreary set up many as well for the for the Panthers. And Matty Broadbent, he's been sensational for them uh, going there to Nolunga this year, really holding up the midfield nicely. Mm. Zach, before you go, Bevan and I have been wondering, has it ever been considered by the Sample as a way of having massive crowds at their games? Making a whole round where it's either totally free to get in or just a, a gold coin donation, has it ever been considered? Because obviously the money that they would lose in terms of gate takings, the clubs that are hosting the games, would make it back and maybe then some from things like hot dogs and drinks and pies and merchandise. Uh, I don't know that it has been considered. Hmm. I, I guess we're at $14 an adult now, aren't we? Um, yeah, I'm still I know, the price. Some, I know there was some talk... Um, couple of years ago about reducing it potentially down to ten dollars per adult but um yeah no i'm not question on notice there uh, probably a decision that goes above my head as well um i'm not sure if, if how that would work um 
whether or not it's seen to be diminishing the quality of the product. Yeah. Um, I guess um, from a from a um, outsider's point of view, you might sort of think, oh, well, that's free. Um, what's so good about walking in to see that? Now, I know what you're saying in terms of trying to get back the um, some of the money through um, uh, the catering and also the drinks, but not everyone does purchase over the bar when they do go to a game. So, true, true. Um, whereas when you're getting that gate taken, you're at least getting those people to um, to, to pay and and to come through the gate, aren't you? So it, yeah, it is a tough one. Um, no doubt it's something that uh, would be considered uh, post-COVID, maybe into next year. Obviously, people's hip pockets are going to be hit hard for some time. Well, I think the other thing is not to panic too much in terms of being concerned about seeing really large crowds at the parade and the bay and the like for the now. Because personally, I think part of the issue at the moment is people are still very wary and rightly so about the virus um, and still being around the place and being concerned about being jammed in um, with spectators. Obviously, the sample clubs are doing a wonderful job with their COVID safe protocols and um, they are only allowed to have um, a max, no more than 4,000 in each venue as we stand. So, and we've seen, ah, right. yeah, we've seen the AFL crowds as well at the moment. Um, I think they've been capped at 10 at Adelaide Oval, and that's with all the great protocols they've got in place there too. Um, and even with 10, when the cap was on at sort of 20,000, you're only seeing sort of 14, 15,000 at some of those AFL games, and that's with everyone being starved of footy and particularly with Port fans, with their team up and about being a premiership contender, still not quite even filling that out. And I think a lot of that, boys, is down to people quite rightly still being uh, a little bit frightened about being in, in a big crowd, and fair enough too. Yeah, no, well said. That's actually a really good point. Um, I guess, yeah, we were sort of talking about it the other week, but we weren't sort of considering that exact fact, Zach, and, and you're probably right. Um, although I was at the AFL on the weekend, and you know they did a great job of, you know, having the 10,000 people separated and for, for people that do sort of want to go to the footy but are a bit scared, I can certainly tell you that um, both the Adelaide Oval and the Sample Grounds are doing a wonderful job and, and you're right. Yes. Certainly, you know, go along and support your local team and you can still feel pretty safe. So Indeed. Yeah, well said, Ben. All right, beautiful done, Zach. Appreciate your time and uh, good luck for the rest of the year. Appreciate it, Murph, and also Bevo. Uh, good job with the show. It's great to have your support of the Sample Statewide Super League. Good on you, mate. All right, time now for our special guest. Like the tiger of old, we're strong and we're bold, for we're from Tiger. Yellow and black, we're from Tigerland. Don't know about you, Bevo, but uh, for me, Dead Heat with the Roosters Club song is the best in the sample. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a pretty good one, although um, there's some good ones getting around. I, I don't mind uh, the Eagles. I used to play footy for Birdwood, and it was a bit similar to that yeah, one. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bev, who is our special guest? Yes, well, uh, the Bays have won uh, two games in a row last year. Premiers are starting to flex their muscles and looking very nice indeed. And speaking of looking very nice indeed, one of the best defenders going around played state footy last year. That is Max Proud. Maxie, great to have you on the show, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, Max, I saw you do an interview which you actually ran with uh, your good mate Liam McBean a few months ago. I'm wondering if maybe you should be interviewing us because it was a pretty impressive effort, I have to say. <laughs> I obviously <laughs> had too much time on my hands uh, <laughs> during during lockdown, so had to make use of my time somehow. But Beanie's a good talker, so um, he did most of the work. <laughs> 
Now, mate, um, we've seen some uh, classic mullets going around in the AFL, and uh, you've been rocking a pretty good one yourself. Is there reason behind that? Is there a bit of a uh, competition going with some of the boys, or just something you like to to uh, to get around in? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you saw uh, the game over the weekend, but I've actually cut it off. So I um, I noticed that there was a lot of other players doing it, so I thought I'd um, <laughs> get rid of mine. I think I was one of the first ones to do it, but um, <laughs> I need to look a bit more respectable now, so I've, I've cut the mullet off and a bit more, you know, a bit more conservative with the hairstyle at the moment. I thought mullets were back in fashion again anyway, Max. Yeah, I'm not too sure uh, who can be the judge of that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was rocking it for long enough, but um, yeah, time for a bit of a change. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, we did an interview with Olympic marathon running superstar Jess Trengove just before Christmas, and she said, and I still can't get over this, one of the highlights, in fact, the highlight of her Christmas Day was running, uh, I think it was like 20Ks or something rather, with her brother Jack Trengove, of course, um, Melbourne player. Um, now, I know your sister is a high-level sports woman. Is that something you would do on Christmas Day, a bit of running together or not? Because I couldn't even think worse. I love my sister and all, but I wouldn't spend Christmas Day running with her. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's something that my sister does, but I don't. I don't join her. So right. I um. Yeah. No. Christmas days for you know um, maybe a few drinks and and some nice food. So um, sometimes on Boxing Day, if you want to sweat out a bit of the the stuff from the day before, I'll go for a run. But yeah, my sister's very um, disciplined. Every time she comes back from Sydney, she's uh, she trains hard and looks after herself really well. Yep, that's impressive. All right, mate, let's talk about the season so far, and I'm sure you'd agree there's been a few hiccups along the way, but also a couple of good wins as well. What's been put in place, Max, in terms of what's been said and everything else to make sure that you guys don't suffer from some sort of a, a premiership hangover and that the uh, the want is still there to win again? Yeah, it's obviously been a bit of an up-and-down start. Yeah. Um, probably not playing as consistent as what we'd like. Um I mean, I think we we set ourselves some pretty pretty high standards, and we always do. Um, and you know, had a couple of close wins to start the season, but we still didn't, you know, play four quarters, and then um, had a few average rounds. Um, but sort of seemed to start start to click again um, the last few weeks. And I think, you know, you never want to use um, turnover players as an excuse, but we're sort of still starting to learn, you know, how to gel and play with each other. And and those new guys that have sort of come into the club are really starting to slot in nicely. And um, you know, learning the style that we play. So hopefully we can just keep building on that, um, you know, and play more consistent footy and, and the brand that we, we like to play. Um, so, yeah, we've got a few few challenging games coming up, which will be a good test to see where we're at. And do you subscribe to the theory that uh, it's sometimes good to have a loss? For example, West Adelaide, who, with the greatest respect to them, aren't overly rated at the moment. Could that be a case of sort of bringing you guys maybe back to earth after the um, the, the fantastic result last year? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I mean, I think every game you need to trade on its merits. And I mean, Westies are always really competitive, and especially at their home ground, it's never an easy game. So um, we sort of knew that going into the game, but um, we obviously didn't bring our right attitude, and and they played some really good footy too. So, um, but sometimes you know you need you need um, yeah to be brought back down to earth a little bit and, and, and know that, you know, after winning a flag, you're a bit, you're the hunted. So um, we need to start hunting other teams as well. So it's not just, um, you know, we're, we're now with the rest of the pack. Um, so treat every game as it comes. And, um, and they're all challenging games. Um, even Central's on the weekend. I mean, you go out to Elizabeth and it's always, always a tough game. And we knew that. So we needed to, you know, treat it that way. So, um, but yeah, just taking it sort of each, each game as it comes at the moment. And you obviously, uh, you mentioned that Central's game, Maxie. You end up winning that one by 33 points. 
he got off to a great start and uh, and managed to keep it going through the whole way through that one. And uh, how did you sort of beat the doggies? What would you guys do? Because obviously they've been playing some pretty good footy this year and I know the bottom of the ladder and only got the one draw, but they've really taken up to some of the really good sides as well. Um, what did you guys do to beat the dogs? Uh, obviously the starts are very important. So um, we know that you know if we play our structures into our you know, to our style that, um, you know, it, it can, you know, go well against any team. So we just wanted to play our style. It starts with, with doing the basics right. And I think that's the way we kicked off the game on the weekend. And, 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 and Central's came at us a few times, um, just being able to stop the momentum and um, and then get back on top and swing it our way. So I think it was just probably the, you know, the best team effort we've had um, this year and probably most consistent over four quarters. Um so, yeah, no, no one has to do anything too special. It's more just everyone playing their role, um, and we know that'll get the job done most weeks. So um, we'll just continue to build on that. And, you know, got Westie, sorry, um, got Nord this week on Saturday night, which is a, a huge test for us. And, you know, they're in a similar spot on the ladder. So, um, yeah, can't wait for that challenge. Now, Max, I'm wondering in terms of your opponents, do you find that, well, size matters in that there are some big boys out there that are really well built, maybe not quite so agile, and then sort of vice versa? Do you, I mean, they're all tough, but do you find one type of player is harder than another to sort of man up on? Um, oh, look, yeah, that, I, I, I tend to stand on big blokes every week, and, mm. and generally they're taller than I am, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of, you don't really want to wrestle with those guys. To, Body up and then over to get a jump at it. Um, but you know the guys like Jack Hayes, who are um, you know both both you know obviously a big guy, but then also really really moves well and gets up the ground and and all that sort of thing. They're, they're probably the most challenging types to play on. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll back myself in against you know most opponents each week. Um, but yeah, there's certainly some good good players, some good forwards out there. And last year, obviously, you broke a 33-year drought winning the flag, Max. Um, what was it like, you know, when that final siren went and, and, you know, what was the feeling like? Obviously, it would have been an amazing feeling, but was it a bit of a, a bit of a surreal feeling as well at the same time? Yeah, it is incredible. It's hard to explain, really, Bevo. It's, um, yeah, obviously been a long time coming for, for Glenelg people and Glenelg supporters and, and us as players as well. Um, you know, I mean, personally being... I think nearly 10 years in the system, but that was my first final series last year. So it was sort of a new experience every week. Um, but then to get to that point in in the game, in the grand final, when we'd sort of known we'd wrapped it up, which was really late in the game, I think Nolan might look to go. And, and, and sort of that point, you realise that we'd been able to do it. And, and then obviously afterwards, it's just a, a huge thrill and um, great celebrating with, with all the supporters and all at the back of the club. So, um yeah, hopefully we can continue to have, have that success and be able to do it again and, and not have 33 years in between um, <laughs> grand finals, that's for sure. Speaking of the uh, the club celebrations afterwards, uh, my mail is that you were BOG that night, Max, or close to. <laughs> Am I on the money or not? Uh, I don't know where you got that info from. I may have made it up, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you did. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, we're going to go uh, a bit of a, a segment now that we call Dishing the Dirt. Are you up for it? Yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Wait till you find out what the questions are first, I suppose. Bevo, you can take it away, mate. All right, Maxie, uh, your funniest teammate of the club and why? Uh, I'd have to go Darcy Bailey. Um, he, he knows he's the funniest guy as well, but um, <laughs> the arrogance is, yeah, is why he's that funny. Is there any comments on his red hair, or do you keep that to yourself? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't go there. No, right, okay. Good move, probably. Uh, three words to describe the great man, Mark Stone. Um extremely knowledgeable and um, yeah it's it's hard to put it into three words but 
his knowledge of the game is, is unbelievable, and I haven't seen anything like it. Fair enough. In terms of uh, a bit of uh, me, me time, Max, who loves Samira at the club the most and why? Who loves me at the club, did you say? Oh, no, the mirror. Sorry, the mirror. The like, mirror. who loves looking at... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should find out who loves you the most as well, Max. That's a good no, question. No, I don't know there's many, but... Um, well, we don't have a mirror in the gym at the moment, but uh, if there was, I'd say Carl Nicholson. Okay. Uh, the teammate, <laughs> you may know the answer to this, or at least can tell us who's most likely to be a uh, reality TV lover. Oh, Liam McBain. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the biggest nerd at the club, Maxie, who would that be and why? Uh, can I say myself? Or... Yeah, sure. Nah, <laughs> I'm going to say Matt Merritt, another fellow defender who's come back this year. He's, a, he's an extremely smart guy. But I, I, don't, I don't have anything against nerds. No, no, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Good save, yeah. Uh, all right, mate, before you go, if we can get your thoughts just quickly on the games this weekend, we start with uh, Westies hosting North Adelaide at home tomorrow night. Yeah, I think North will be too good this weekend. And Saturday afternoon um, at Flinders University Stadium, this is going to be a ripper as well. South Adelaide take on the Eagles, who have won, obviously, uh, five in a row and looking very, very nice at the top of the ladder there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if South pinched that one at home. All right, also Saturday afternoon, Sturt at home to the Bulldogs. Um, I'm going to go with Sturt. And obviously, uh, you mentioned before you got the big clash against, clash against Nord, who are in some pretty good form at the moment as well, Max. It should be a ripping game. How do you knock off Nord? Uh, I think we just bring our, our pressure and um, play our, our game, game style, back ourselves in. And yeah, looking forward to playing a night game, which is, hasn't, hasn't been uh, you know on the cards for us for a while. So... Um, hopefully the weather's okay and um, yeah, we can get a good crowd there and, um, and have a good battle. Mm. All right, Max, appreciate your time. Thanks for the chat and all the best to both you personally and, of course, your team for this year. Hopefully for all those Glenelg fans' sake, you can go back-to-back this year. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me.